0: Hello, friend. And first off, let me uh, give you my apology for being away for ever so long. I should add, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the show, if this is your introduction, this is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 84, which is a side project of the original Songs and Stories series which, to be honest with you, is way behind right now. I have to get caught up on the main on the main flagship, but I hope you are enjoying this one. Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 84. I have been incredibly busy, and as you know, sometimes life just simply does get in the way. I have been busy, and uh, I, I am working on an interview project uh, coming up soon. How soon is yet to be determined, but uh, I was fortunate enough to venture down to Saratoga Springs, New York, or Saratoga as many people refer to it, back in early May to see the incredible Connie Han, who put on a clinic on how to play and perform. It was a spectacular show, and I was fortunate enough to have a meet and greet with her and, and her drummer Bill afterwards, and I've been in touch with Bill a number of uh, times over the last uh, several weeks. And we are trying to arrange for a full in-depth interview and review and discussion about jazz, the state thereof, the music industry. And generally, we're going to see where the conversation takes us. So that's where I've been, and that's why I've been away. been very busy with life, the day job, the multiple productions I work on. And I thought, I have some time this morning, I'll sit down and put together a show for you. So, without any further ado, let's start the day off with a composition from the late great Michael Brecker from the album Nearness of You, the ballad book, recorded and released in 2001. This is the composition, Midnight Mood. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Two thousand and one album, *The Nearness of You*, *The Ballad Book*. He was taken from us at uh, far too young an age. At the uh, age of fifty-seven, he died of a rare blood disorder. Unfortunately, could not find a suitable donor to match up with him for stem cell replacement therapy. Taken far too young, Michael Brecker. Now Michael was um, a lauded musician. He had. Uh, 15 Grammy Awards to his name. He's been inducted into the Downbeat Jazz Hall of Fame as well in 2007. He started out um, playing largely in in, um, pop music and then moved to jazz, became a sideman, became a band leader, did some jazz fusion, and recorded with several pop music artists over the years. He's been well-known as an individual to, well, I mean, he was just... Easy to play with, easy to jam with. And his recordings as a sideman, there must be, goodness, 200, if not more. And as a band leader, he's got at least twenty to his name, I believe, all told. Recorded with some of the biggest names in jazz throughout his career. Pat Metheny, uh, Horace Silver, Frank Sinatra. Recorded with the, U, uh, the Canadian band Uzeb. Billy Joel, Frank Sinatra, Dire Straits—did I say Frank Sinatra twice? Maybe I did. I'm looking at my points here that I keep my notes. Recorded with James Taylor, Carly Simon, Aerosmith, George Benson, Donald Fagen, Yoko Ono—kind of a who's who of both pop music and jazz throughout his entire career. Sad, sad that he died so young at that, you know—when he, he had well just so much more music left in him. We'll never get to hear it, though. Alas, sometimes the great ones are taken from us far too young. Okay. Next composition is from uh, Bobby Watson from the album uh, Back Home in Kansas City, released in uh, 2022. It's, uh, well, just a single, Back Home in Kansas City. Uh, sorry, from the album Back Home in Kansas City. The album, wow, tripping over my tongue horribly today. The album is back home in Kansas City. Composition. The single is I'm Glad There Is You. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. actuality for you and of course taken from the album back home in kansas city released in um, december of 2022 recorded in april of 2022 at searsound studio c in new york city accompanied by curtis lundy on the double bass victor jones on the drums cyrus chestnut his longtime collaborator on piano jeremy pelt on trumpet And uh, on the album, it also did feature the vocal stylings of Carmen Lundy on um, two or three tracks, I believe. Although this show is mostly, say, 99% instrumental jazz, I do enjoy a good vocal jazz styling from time to time. But that's not what this show is about. It's okay, though. So Bobby Watson, uh, originally, he was born in Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, grew up in Kansas City, Kansas. And he he actually attended the University of Miami at the same time as Pat Metheny and Bruce Hornsby. He graduated in 1975, moved to New York City, and became the uh, music uh, director for the Jazz Messengers from 1977 to 1981. After he left that band, he worked as a session musician for a number of years, and recorded with uh, Winton and Bradford Marsalis, along with uh, Lou Rawls. So, yeah, he's been a busy fellow over the years. He also um, played with uh, in a band called Bobby Watson and Horizon, bassist Curtis Lundy, and drummer Victor Lewis. And, uh, they, they played around from uh, throughout the eighties and nineties. In 1991, they released the album titled Post-Motown Bop on Blue Note Records. It was described as gleaming, glossy bebop. This record uh, has largely been described as uh, post-bop and bop. Either way, it's just the kind of smooth stuff I like to sit back and just chill to. Over a hot cup of tea or a coffee or maybe a a whiskey, but... uh, not a whiskey at this particular time of the day. At this recording, this is just a hot cup of peppermint tea because I'm mostly out of coffee. That's my issue, not yours. Let's get back to the music, shall we? From um, the album presenting Jerry Mulligan and Johnny Hodges, released in 1954. This is Jerry Mulligan and Johnny Hodges with a, com- a composition titled Shady Side. I think you're gonna like this. I know I certainly do. Some, it's, um, it's definitely, undoubtedly, absolutely a classic. I certainly did. It's just a smooth, floating song. Like to just sit back and relax to that. Sit with it for a minute or two and enjoy the feeling that it brings over you. Now, that song was released in, uh, was it uh, March? Oh, the album sorry i should say the album was released in, uh, on March 24th 1954 Jer- presenting Jerry Mulligan and Johnny Hodges a um, collaborative effort but they weren't actually in the studio to record that together this album oftentimes is confused with uh, another well-known album from them Jerry Mulligan meets Johnny Hodges which actually did feature that track Shady Side however that was recorded in 1959 and released in early 1960 this is a slightly different arrangement, with a little slower tempo, I think, from two of the greats in jazz, the late Johnny Hodges and the late Jerry Mulligan. Cornelius Johnny Hodges, he passed away in May of 1970, alto saxophonist, and he worked uh, a lot. He was best known for his solo work with Duke Ellington's big band, along with Benny Carter, Johnny Hodges is considered to be one of the uh, definitive alto sax players of the big band era. He played jazz and swing, alto sax, soprano sax, and the clarinet. Originally from Cambridgeport neighborhood of Cambridge, Massachusetts. Massachusetts? I don't know, everybody immer- I pronounces it differently. To me, it's Massachusetts. That's how I read it, that's how I spell it, that's how I sound it. And Gerald Joseph Mulligan, a.k.a. Giroux, he passed away in January of 1996 after a 50-year career at the age of 68. started when He was uh, started recording when he was 18 years of age. He was originally from Queens Village in Queens, New York, New York City. Now, Johnny Hodge's last performances um, before he passed away in... Uh, um, May of 1970, at the tender age of 62, his last performances were at the Imperial Room in Toronto, less than a week before his death from a heart attack. Suffered it uh, during a visit uh, to the office of a dental surgeon, of all things. Now, for those of you who might not be familiar, the Imperial Room was uh, a 500-seat major events venue at the Royal York Hotel in Toronto. Uh, it, it still exists, of course. The hall is located on the lobby level of the hotel and has hosted major events as such as uh, addresses to the Empire Club of Canada. But, more importantly, historically, uh, a famous nightclub, dinner club. And it became famous due to uh, Canadian and Orchestra's leader, Moxie Whitney. The Moxie Whitney Orchestra played in the Imperial Room continuously from 1948 through to 1972. With the exception of a twelve-month uh, during a uh, uh, Royal York Hotel strike in uh, 1960 to 61, he played the Royal Hawaiian Hotel in Honolulu. So yeah, he booked uh, he booked talent for all the CP hotels during most of that period. So an interesting Canadian connection there with um, Johnny Hodges. Now the loss of uh, Johnny Hodges uh, prompted Duke Ellington, upon learning of his death from heart attack, to lament to Jet Magazine. The band will never sound the same without Johnny. He said, Never the world's most highly animated showman or greatest stage personality, but a tone so beautiful, it sometimes brought tears to my eyes. This was Johnny Hodges. This is Johnny Hodges. Pretty heavy-duty words when you consider that they're coming from the Duke himself. As for Jerry Mulligan, well... Jerry uh, <clears throat> started in 1948 with the birth of the cool. He played uh, jazz, cool jazz, and third stream. Uh, he, f- um, In September 48, when Miles Davis formed a nine-piece band that used arrangements by Mulligan, Evans, and John Lewis, the band initially consisted of Davis on trumpet, Mulligan on baritone sax, trombonist Mike Zwirin, alto saxophonist Lee Konitz, junior college on French horn, tubist Bill Barber, pianist John Lewis, bassist Al Kimmon, and... Drummer Max Roach. They only did a handful of live performances at the time, but um, they were rather monumental because it changed jazz forever. Now, he was in a pianoless quartet with um, Chet Baker for a few years, back in the early days of his career. He played both piano and sax. Drew was quite the talented uh, arranger, composer, producer, and performer. Massive, massive catalogue for both men. Literally it would take me two hours to get through it all. There's so many records, considering as leaders, co leaders, sidemen, bandmates, and just contributors. Two late great jazz players from the the days of the cool. At least that's how I like to refer to them. Okay. I'm gonna change it up ever so slightly. This is um From from the album, or sorry, sorry, the album, the single. This is the single from Cecil Strange. uh, When Sunny Smiles released on March fifth of twenty twenty one. So from old to new. Have a listen to this and tell me what you think. Cecil Strange, Sunny Smiles. Mm it's pronounced Miss Strange's uh, name incorrectly. It's not Cecil, it's Cicely. I hate to make those mistakes. I am inhuman. I am inhuman. I am only human. <laughs> I'm definitely human, and I'm bound to make my share of mistakes. Now that composition, When Sunny Smiles, originally released as a single and then included on the album uh, "Blikan" or Bleiken? I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. I have featured uh, a composition from that in the past. Uh, I, th- I can't remember what song it was, though. Uh, I believe she's from Denmark. I could be wrong about that, but she is a brilliant saxophonist. And the uh, the album was recorded th- at um, at The Village, June 10th and 11th 2019 and that uh, single was released on march 5th of 2021 so i, I don't know exactly what the the, the, the um, chronological aspect of that recording and record was I'm trying to get some information and sometimes it's a little bit difficult in some of the european uh, musicians that i feature here as oftentimes the translation from danish uh, doesn't work well in English. So I apologize if I've made mistakes. As I said, I'm only human. I will make them. But Cicely, um, she's, as I said, I featured her once before. I believe I did uh, feature a composition from that record, but I could be wrong. Uh, Her new album uh, was released on April Records on June 9th of 2023. So just, just a little while ago. I started this recording some time ago, and I wasn't able to finish it, and I'm finishing up now. So, I started this before that album was released, and I'm finishing it after the album is released. Sometimes life gets in the way. I hate it when that happens, but nevertheless, here we are. We're at this place and time where we can sit back and listen to some wonderful jazz, and maybe discover something new. Sicily had been playing the saxophone since the age of 12, In the Danish city of Odense, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's O D E N S E. And somebody's honking their horn. That's really annoying. I hope that didn't show up too loudly in the background. This mic does pick up an awful lot. She makes up. um, uh, So she's she's in a she does jazz, but she's also in an ambient electro jazz duo. Kaleido, K-A-L-E-I-I-D-O, and they've collaborated with uh, Michael S., Casper Transberg, and Anders A.C. Christensen. I featured Anders Christensen on this show a number of times in the past. The album, uh, Where My Heart Lives, is the title of the album, and there is a, a composition on it, um, Where Where My Heart Lives also. Uh, she says, This is a love song for my husband, the man of my life. We have been together for almost half of our lives. He's the father of our free children, and I love and admire him deeply. Well, there you go. Cicely Strange. Danish saxist, sa- saxophonist. Sax player? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm stumbling over my tongue, mumbling and bumbling. I think it's time that I play the next composition. We're going to stick with the uh, uh, Scandinavian portion of the world, the jazz world. This next composition is titled um, Perfectly Unhappy from the album In the Mountains, released on April 29th of 2022. It's the uh, Espen Erickson Trio, and this is also featuring Andy Shepard. Andy Shepard, of course, uh, you may be familiar with him, but if you're not, uh, he's been around for quite a long time. He's a British saxophonist, known for his post-pop and modern creative jazz sound. He sort of came about in the 1980s, playing with progressive composer George Russell, and uh, on multiple projects with uh, pianist Carla Bley, So he's been around for quite some time now, and, well, he's quite good. I happen to like him. And I think you'll like this song. From the album In the Mountains, this is Perfectly Unhappy, the Espen-Erikson trio featuring Andy Shepard. Enjoy. This Erickson Trio, featuring Andy Shepard, on their second collaboration. They first got together to record the album uh, Perfectly Unhappy in 2018. Sorry, my mistake. I'm, I'm getting things in, incorrect here. Let me see if I got this. No, I do have this correct. <laughs> okay. Well, Perfectly Unhappy in 2018. The title of the song you just heard is Perfectly Unhappy, but it's on the album in the mountains. So trying to get all that straightened out in my head is a little bit difficult sometimes. Y- you know when you're on an, when you have an album titled Perfectly Unhappy and then you have a song titled Perfectly Unhappy and you understand how it can be a, a little bit confusing. Well, okay. Second collaboration with Andy Shepard, um, In the Mountains, recorded in 2022 and released, and that, that, that's the album, of course, and the song you just heard, the composition you just heard, Perfectly Unhappy. Clocking in at 8 minutes and 41 seconds, which I think is just the perfect sort of timing for a, a very soft, smooth, mellow jazz tune. Uh, the Espen Eriksson Trio uh, features Espen Eriksson, Lars Torman Jenset, and Andres Bay. They are from uh, in Norway. Norwegian Jazz Piano Trio formed in 2007. Lars uh, is the double bassist, and Andres plays the drums. Five albums on the Norwegian record label Rune Gramophone. They've performed uh, all over the world, actually. Malaysia, Russia, Switzerland, Germany, Great Britain... Number of clubs and jazz festivals, and of course, like I said, they've recorded twice with uh, Britain's Andy Shepard. And I say Britain's Andy Shepherd because he originally hails from uh, Warm- Warm- Warminster, Wiltshire, which is an area of the country I am unfamiliar with. If somebody wants to drop me a line and let me know exactly where that is, truth be told, I could look it up in two seconds. And I, I just, it's a historic market town and civil parish in southwest Wiltshire, England, on the western edge of Salisbury Plain. That still doesn't mean mean much to me. It borders Gloucestershire and Oxfordshire and Berkshire. So it borders Gloucestershire to the north, Oxfordshire and Berkshire to the east, Hampshire to the southeast, Dorset to the south, um, and Somerset to the west. The largest settlement is in Swindon. It's a ceremonial county. Wiltshire and Warminster is the town within the county. I guess it's uh, considered a parish. Uh, As of 2021, it has a population of 18,000 people. So there's a little bit of uh, British geography for you, maybe, that you probably didn't need, want, or ask for, but you got it nonetheless. I like to be accurate, even though I often make mistakes, and I will continue to do so, because after all, I am only human, right? And uh, we're bound to make our share of mistakes. So, Andy uh, Shepard, 66 years of age, turned 66 in January of this year, tenor sax and soprano saxophonist. Um, He emerged as a musician in the contemporary uh, quartet sphere in the late 70s, gigging only three weeks after picking up the sax. He He owned his skills in the wine bars and jazz clubs of the UK and Europe in the early 1980s, and he's also played with a bunch of world music groups. Um with more established improvisers such as uh, keith Tippett, so long long uh well-traveled uh multiple recorded uh incredibly gifted musician uh the number of recordings he's on well about, <laughs> about 75 as far as i can tell and, and you know some as a leader uh, some with carla Blaine and steve swallow uh, as a sideman with carla blay With Rita Marcatulli, John Martin, George Russell, uh, with the band Sphere that he uh, started out with in the late 70s, Uh, Judy Suki, and as a sideman he's got about 50 recordings, 40 or 50 recordings, something in that, and he's recorded with Gil Evans, uh, Curtis Clark, uh, Tor Jensen, Billy Jenkins, uh, kind of a who's who, including Lee Morgan. Back in 1985, on the album Cage of Eyes, on the Lakeland label. And of course, Lee Morgan, um, it's, it's complicated because he passed away in 1972, so they would have gone into the studio with Lee's takes, and then he put his own takes in there, like it does happen quite frequently when they take a an artist that has long since passed and they, they rework some of his stuff with some new instrumentation or sometimes just single out his track, his solo recorded track, as oftentimes they do record solo, and isolate it and then record new music along with it. So it's kind of interesting that they did that. Cage of Eyes, I'm not familiar with the record, but I'm going to look it up later today and have uh, have a listen to see what it sounds like. Okay, so I've been babbling for a little bit, and um, I just had a nitro cold brew coffee, which may have been speeding up the tempo of my voice. And I'm not going to lie, that nitro cold brew was really, really good. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I've never had one before. I strongly recommend it, and I I just take it black like my Guinness, my coffee, and neat like my whiskey. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. Okay, it's time for me to get out of here, and I apologize for the long delay between shows. Life has been incredibly busy, as I said at the top of this show, and it's not slowing down anytime soon. I do have a lot on the go. I'm currently on vacation, but I wanted to finish this and get it out to you. I do want to let you know that I am working on lining up an interview with uh, the brilliant Connie Han. I've been in talks with her people, and we sort of had something tentatively scheduled, but then... Sometimes life gets in the way, as you well know. I will have something for you soon, though. I do promise you that. We're going to have an in depth conversation. Maybe Connie will play a couple of tracks. I don't know. We haven't. It's going to be a free form thing. Literally, I'll just sit down and have a conversation with her and see where it takes us. Okay. Until we meet again, my friends, wherever you are listening in this world, I hope you are happy and healthy and content. I hope you've enjoyed the jazz. I hope you've enjoyed my stories that go along with the songs. You take care. I'll see you real soon. I promise. Bye.